Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Us, man, this is Stephen T. Just you and me, former boy band star. And I know I've got the dashing good look still. I've got the chapeau, and I've got the moves, man. You probably remember me from In Sync. I had a brief stint with O Town. I was one of the original new kids on the block. And I don't know if you remember, Boys to Men used to have a white guy. That was me. But now I am on wrong and wronger, and so are you. And so is Breakwell, who is so overcome with emotion right now. He's giddy, like a 13-year-old girl at one of my concerts. Breakwell, how are you doing tonight? I am stunned by your continued ability to come up with a backstory that is worse than the hat itself. Like, the hat is bad, and I always think, this is as bad as it's going to get, and then you just keep digging down, so... Congratulations I, for surpassing expectations, I guess. Oh, Doug, go on. Go on. Well, you've hit the podcast where we argue about things that don't mean nothing to nobody, but certainly mean enough to at least eight of you to keep tuning in every week. And James, we got a barn burner tonight, or at least a trailer burner. <laughs> what are we going to argue tonight? Steve got very excited after I read this out of the text messages <laughs> that he had sent to me and then forgotten. <laughs> We're going to debate which is more likely, Bigfoot or UFOs. Which is more likely? I'm saying which is cooler, but all right. Which is more likely, Bigfoot or UFO? That seems like it could have a little bit of grist for the mill. So we're going to flip the Guam quarter of fate in a little bit. And uh, James, a a few things to talk about before we hit the compliments. Uh And you know that I look forward to these every week. But I just wanted to hearken back to the poll last week when you claimed victory before anybody had even voted. And then all of the feedback was how your side won. And uh, just enlighten me. What did the numbers look like? I I won. Everything continued as expected, and anybody who says otherwise is participating in fake news. (laughs) Fake fake news that's based on hard data? What are you talking about? I'm I'm sorry if reality doesn't doesn't jive with your preconceived notions. Here's the great thing. I could lie and say I'd won, and there's only three people in the world who would know I was lying, because nobody else is going to go back and watch the video and crunch the math. But you would know, and our two interns would know, and to honor their hard work, I will admit that through cheating and skullduggery, you somehow came out ahead in the poll because math is broken. So there you have it. Wow. You know, I tip my cap to the word skullduggery. I haven't heard that one since... uh, Wow, I don't know, since I was riding my Mastodon last. Well, good pull there, Breakwell. So, yes, Olivas won again. The Dark Horse, speaking of Mastodons, coming out of nowhere to pull victory from the jaws of defeat. And, uh, James, it's got to be humiliating to you, so I'm not going to belabor this point. But, my gosh, I'm way more awesome. I, I think people just vote against me because they hate me. I think that's all there is to it. I think we've got a lot of hate voters out there. And since they feel absolutely nothing about you, the only thing worse than hate is apathy. And you're at that apathetic level. They hate me, so they vote against me and by default give you the win. That's, that's where we're at with that. 
again pulling victory from the jaws of defeat. Well played. How could Marvel got, they made like a billion and a half dollars that very weekend. How I did, how I, did I lose that, that poll? How you went to see that movie? Yes, I did. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I see all of those movies. I think Marvel and DC are both great, so I don't care who wins. Unless it's you, then I'm angry. <laughs> but it wasn't you. It's me, so I'm giddy. It's awesome. And on that note, speaking of numbers, James, have you ever considered how many hours of our voices are out in the ethos right now? We've had hundreds of thousands of downloads of these shows. We're about at 100 episodes of Wrong and Wrong, and we're at over 50 episodes of 10 minutes. And if you combine all of those minutes, there are literally thousands of hours of our voices and faces out there. It is mind-boggling. Well, yeah, I mean, if you like, if you count every episode as like each time somebody listens to it as twenty minutes, then yeah, it would count, it, then yes, it would be hundreds of thousands of hours listened, which is horrifying. But if you just listen straight <laughs> through, it's like it's like thirty-five or forty hours, much more manageable. I think if we had hundreds of thousands of hours of content out, the government would come in and shut us oh. down for the protection oh. of the people. You're mishearing what I said. There's hundreds of thousands of downloads of our shows, ah. but there are thousands of hours of our voices. Okay. And I even took into account just cutting everything in half, just assuming that uh, we'll we'll probably average roughly over half of our total runtime and listens. But even if it's half, I think uh, I, I don't uh, have the numbers in front. We might be able to get our interns on that one. No, they'd need access to our accounts. I'll figure it out. I'll have that number next week for you, James Breakwell. But it's still mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. That's it, It's sad that it's added up to that point. However, I heard the guy who uh, who wrote, runs the Lore podcast uh, fighting with somebody on Twitter, and he mentioned something about having a million subscribers. And I thought, wow, we, uh, we have a ways to go in our podcast game. It's like one episode of his gets listened to by a million people, and all of our podcasts together get listened to a fraction of that. However, he provides actual information, and we provide the opposite of that, so I kind of I see why there's a disparity there. Does he really have a million subscribers? I Did mean, you go back and look? I, you can't see it. I mean, we, I guess we could claim to have a million subscribers, and, uh, and nobody would know, you know otherwise. However, our total lack of sponsors... And also, you know, the impoverished living conditions might convince people that we're lying. I've been to your house. You ain't impoverished, man. It's no, the, it's uh, no Steve Olivas Manor, that's for sure. <laughs> Hell, I'm never here. I just got back from Toronto, which is why we're recording this late, because yes. apparently your phone doesn't reach north of the border, so we couldn't do this it, while I was on the road. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a chance I can call Canada. I just didn't want to risk it, and I didn't want to look it up for you. You weren't worth it. I wasn't going to risk getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a nice reprieve from Breakwell, and it would have spurred a whole international incident that I didn't want to deal with Interpol on. So the fact that we didn't is probably better for both of us. Well, uh, do we even want to give the compliments at this point, or have <laughs> yes. we run this thing into the I ground? do. I have a compliment, because I read your tweets by mistake. It happens sometimes. <laughs> and I want to compliment you for having a wife that's a mil- who's a million times tougher than you are. Because while oh. you were out gallivanting around Canada, she went in and redid your entire laundry room and built a table and moved the washer and dryer and moved them back, and she just wants you to stay out of the way. So she's a very smart lady, and I don't know how she made the mistake of marrying you, but kudos to you for tricking her into that well uh 
All I can say is my part is staying the heck out of the way, and I'm damn good at it, James. So practice. I don't want you to start minimizing my role in this. Well, have you tried practicing that advice in our podcast? <laughs> no, because you would wither and die on the vine. You need to leave us. I am the lifeblood pushing all those nutrients through your veins, man. No, let's just, let's just go with no. <laughs> I don't even have a yes end for you that time. We're just going to do a full stop. Go ahead and compliment me. I, I, I need a compliment to wash out my system now. My compliment to you is that somehow... I don't know what you do with your wife if it's like this Munchausen thing where you're slowly poisoning her over time, but how the heck do you still have two pigs? After the whole <laughs> Luna ordeal, I don't even want... Was it a fecal ordeal? Was it a squealing ordeal? Was it... Uh, it was like the worst of all worlds, and somehow your wife keeps coming back for more. I don't know if she's a hostage at this point. I don't know if she's under duress. Is she blinking Morse code whenever she's in a video of yours? But, but congratulations for somehow, somehow corralling somebody and keeping them held against their will. I think she's just terrified to raise four kids on her own. Like, waffle alone would be too much for one person. And I just made sure to bundle the pigs in with the kids. Like, the kids are pretty attached to the pigs at this point. Way more so than my wife. So to maintain harmony, that's, that's why the pigs are here. It has nothing to do with me. Man, and I will just put in another plug for Breakwell's email newsletter. If you want to know what happens behind closed doors at Breakwell Manor, and you want to feel a little better about your own life, subscribe to that email newsletter, because every week you will fall to your knees and do one of those poses like uh, I think William Defoe did at the end of Platoon and say, thank God I'm not Breakwell. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the effect I'm going for. And somehow every week I think, oh, nothing happened this week. And there's always, by deadline, there's always some disaster to fill up the whole thing <laughs> well speaking of rolling disasters let's get the debate underway yes we got bigfoot and ufos and what shall the two sides represent for you all right heads i'm bigfoot tails i'm ufos heads is bigfoot it is up Oof. it is down and it is tails you are ufos well that's that's good because there is a lot of evidence out there for ufos i mean first of all there's like an infinite number of stars with an infinite number of planets around them and just by the law of averages some of those planets have to have life so it's not that unrealistic to think that they would come and fly here and then they're not going to just like come down and introduce ourselves because you've met people people are the worst like they're going to see us and be like oh yeah no i'm gonna take a step back from that so they're just going to hover around they're going to be lights in the sky it all makes sense did you see that video that came out last year or the year before about there were a couple fighter pilots over the over the ocean and there was a a, val, uh, a video of like this this white like cylindrical shape that was darting this way and that all over the ocean going in reverse <laughs> and up and down and nobody can explain it it's been on news channels it's been on everywhere nobody can do that thing there is video steve so as far as which mm -hmm. is more likely it's confirmed mm -hmm. game over mm -hmm. boy i don't know uh if you made that up or not but you I have hit every cliche since 1942 <laughs> about ufos and fighter pilots and ocean and the way that they zigzag like you could have just cobbled that together <laughs> from every little lore and fantasy thing that you've seen on tv and i can't remember james what was your opinion about the movie War of the Worlds from just a few months ago well, that's on this show? Different because first of all, it was unrealistic because the minivan kept dropping after an oh. EMP wave. Stop it! Stop. <laughs> that broke the whole movie, Steve. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? It's my turn to talk. Never mind. I pull the floor back and I pull the rug out from. I know you. your button. I'm going to push it every episode. Now. <laughs> 
Bigfoot has been a part of Americana for about probably 50 years. That famous footage, I think it's from one of the woods in Washington State, of Bigfoot walking along. And all the cryptozoologists are going crazy over all the evidence. They have Bigfoot dung. I've been to the National Cryptozoology Museum. I believe, actually, it's the International Cryptozoology Museum. I had the curator on my show, The Commute. I've also had Cliff Barrickman, who's from Finding Bigfoot, the show on Animal Planet. He's been on my show. He's a scientist, man, and he's convinced that Bigfoot and Big Feet are out there. It's just a matter of time before we find one. That they've been very crafty in being able to hide among all of the like uh, the woods and the hills and the dales. I don't even know what a dale is, but it's probably concealing a Bigfoot. That um, that uh, no, uh, how many people are there out looking? They can't be wrong. They hear Bigfoot <laughs> sounds. If you've watched the show, you've seen Bobo out there with his recording devices. That there's missions that are put out. There's TV shows one after the other. There's Harry. There's the Hendersons. There's all kinds of things going on that say Bigfoot is out there, James. UFOs, it, it's just a pipe dream. It's a bunch of uh, people out living in the sticks in the rural south that get drunk on fire water and they look in the sky and everything moves around. You've been drunk enough that the room is spinning. Now imagine you're looking at the stars. Of course you're going to see stars spinning. Close Encounters of the Third Kind was fiction. Harry and the Hendersons was a documentary. All right, so there's one thing that can debunk all of the, the entire museum, the entire Bigfoot museum. So you say there is Bigfoot poop there, correct? Yes. So... Oh Scat, no, my light died. My light died. I'm going to be in the dark now. The viewers are going to be deprived <laughs> of my beautiful face. I did that with face. my mind. Well, Frank, maybe well, the aliens did. Me. But okay, Do so Steve, let's just, let me just give you a really gross example. If you were to poop in the oh, woods Jesus. and forensic investigators were to find that, they could test that DNA and trace it right back to you. They would know it came from a human being, a very gross one who's in his 70s or 80s and does a <laughs> podcast. They would pinpoint you instantly. <laughs> Those those so-called Bigfoot samples, how come they don't get them DNA tested if they're re the real thing? Because they're not Bigfoot poop. That guy could go and do one test and be on CNN and everything will be proven. But every time there's some physical evidence of Bigfoot and they do a DNA test, it always comes from a bear or a dog or a coyote or some other kind of mammal. There's a reason that show is called Finding Bigfoot and not I Found Bigfoot. It's always an ongoing process because they can't get him. They're always just listening for weird sounds in the wood. There's not there's not one real scientist with a P, like a real PhD at a major university who believes in Bigfoot. But there are countless ones who think there is life on other planets. There's an entire SETI project out there with telescopes pointed to the sky, listening for radio signals. We sent the, the Voyager probe out of this solar system with a plate on it with pictures of men and women on it so that other life when they find it will know uh will know who we are you know how many efforts there are by professional scientists to contact bigfoot zero exactly none <laughs> the only people out there trying to find bigfoots are the one are the ones with reality tv shows so you've got on one hand the entire scientific establishment that says somewhere out there there's life on other planets and on the other hand you've got one guy in a museum in massachusetts and a reality tv show guy and that's it which one of those has more weight steve which one if I said Massachusetts, I misspoke. It's in Maine. How I, dare you, James? I, all those states blur together for me, which is probably why I keep losing these polls. I just have no respect for our East Coast listeners.
<laughs> and second of all, I don't know who's sending all these pornographic images into space, but we already have satellite TV. You can bounce it back and watch it right in your living room. And third of all, James, if you add up all of these scientific billion-dollar investments and all of these little reality show investments, you'll see that the reality show investment has a lot more return on investment than all the SETI projects on Earth can because they have footprints, they have the scat, whether you like it or not, they have film footage of Bigfoots out there, and uh, I don't know what the SETI project costs, but I do know there are some conspiracy theorists that say they're beaming thoughts into our heads. They're changing some of the chemical makeup, the, the way the atoms are reacting in our brains. I don't know what your scientists are up to, but mine are out there looking for hard data, and they've got it. You just don't pay attention to the literature, James. How could, okay, do you have a camera on your phone, Steve? Yes. Okay, so explain to me how a man-sized gorilla thing could be in the woods, in America <laughs> or anywhere else, and not one person with a camera on them has ever been able to take a picture of it. Like that, that old grainy footage you're, you're mentioning, where the gorilla like looks at you suspiciously and walks away. I mean, it's obviously a dude in a gorilla <laughs> costume. Like, why did they stop filming? Why did they stop right there? Why did they follow it? Why did they go back and find the tracks? Why did they go back and search for fur? Because it was a hoax. It's all a hoax. A few years ago, somebody with one of those reality shows called all the news networks and said he had a Bigfoot corpse. It wasn't a Bigfoot corpse. It was some other decay, decaying mammal. But that's what they do. They make these announcements to drum up support. At the same time, scientists really do believe there's life out there. And there really are videos on billion-dollar aircraft of objects flying through the sky that we can't explain. Unidentified flying objects. There are many congressional and military investigations into objects in the sky we don't understand. There are zero investigations into Bigfoot. And that tells you everything you need to know. All right. Well, when E.T. shakes hands with me, then we'll know you're correct. I don't have any film of E.T. other than what Steven Spielberg has delighted audiences with since <laughs> 1982. But I have seen the film of Bigfoot, where the strides of that thing, I think they said, are like eight and a half feet wide. What? Like, it's just incredible. It's all to scale. Trust me. Roll the dice. We got to get out of here because oh. these fine people have better things to do than listen to your nonsense. Got to add to our hundreds of thousands of downloads. All right. <laughs> If you want to vote for me, which apparently nobody ever does, but if you want to take pity on me for one time and vote for extraterrestrials and UFOs, vote for nine. If you want to nine. vote for Steve and Bigfoot and insanity, vote for 12. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 21. Well, it's uh, interesting that there is one alien who walks among us, and that is Tom Brady, and his number oh. is my number this week. So I don't know how that all works out. But if you want to vote for Breakwell and you want to vote for aliens among us and in the attic and in the cupboards and wherever else he sees his aliens, you know, he drinks those stiff beers every now and again. Vote nine. My number's at least got double digits. It's more robust than his. If you want to vote Bigfoot, vote Americana, man. Vote something that everybody has grown up with in awe of. Then you vote for 12. And all you Tom Brady fans and haters out there, 12 is going to draw people like uh, like the Kiss Army in the 70s. And to throw away your vote, 21. So we got to get out of here. Breakwell's about to protest, and I got to shut him down before you have to put up with any more of his nasally drone. So until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for that, that bottle rocket through wind chimes. James Breakwell saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and remember two wrongs can make a right.